I'm Dan Larkin, and this is Cannabis Conversations from CannabisIRL.com. Cannabis in real life. Real people, real stories, real life. We're here at the Minnesota State Capitol. We're talking with Joan Barron, who was one of the speakers today. Joan, you have a unique story. Uh, Maybe you could uh, briefly explain why you are involved in this movement. Yeah. In 2001, I took a traumatic fall off my front step, and I damaged the main motor and sensory nerve of my pelvis, the pudendal nerve and it causes horrific burning and cutting rectal and vaginal pain and I also have obstructive defecation syndrome so going to the bathroom is very difficult and painful. Within six months of that fall I bet I had tons of stuff in the cupboard. Fentanyl patches, opiates, narcotics, you name it, we had it. And back in 2001 I didn't know kids were still in medicine out of their parents medicine cabinet. I just didn't and my son got into those medications. I I was in a pain clinic and they're the ones that told me to keep these medications locked up. No one had ever told me that. I just didn't think about it. I kept it up in the cupboard just like with all the other medicines. And uh, And one day he got access to it. Yes, he did get access to it and he died in 2014 at the age of 29. So it was about a year after I had back surgery in 2015 and then I think the year after is when intractable pain became a qualifying condition in in Minnesota and I was able to reduce my opiates from 80 milligrams of methadone three times a day to one 10 milligram tab and some hydromorphone for breakthrough. Thank God my pain clinic is allowing me to do both. Most patients aren't able to do that. They are given a choice, one or the other. I feel so sorry for those patients and I count my blessings every day that I'm able to do that. But my $40 at CVS should not cost me $400 in a dispensary here. We have paid the ultimate sacrifice for the opiate epidemic. I'm tired of paying. Everyone should be able to have access to this. They shouldn't have to just have money in their bank account because that's what it is right now. It's only for the people that can afford it. We go without my husband and I. I'm still unable to work. We sacrifice a lot for me to choose a safer alternative and so that I don't have to stare at that damn bottle every day when I have to take one out of it and knowing that's what ended up killing my son. And here's the thing, he became addicted from my medications and he ultimately died from my medications. All it took was one quick toss of my purse. It was a stressful situation. We had brought him back in the house. He was having seizure after seizure. It was a really stressful time and I just didn't think, I I just forgot because he hadn't been in the house. And he got into my methadone and he, put it in a spoon and injected it into a needle and put it in his arm and he never came back up those steps again. October 22nd, he died in our family room. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss. Obviously, this is something that will always be painful for you to talk about, but you're very brave to come forward sharing your experiences, both about your son and about your own condition and uh, some of the things that have happened for you because of medical cannabis. If you would tell any legislators anywhere in the country who are looking at making cannabis legal, is there something you want to say right to them? I want to say, um, wake up, educate yourself, We have an epidemic in this country and we're uh, addressing that epidemic. We're creating another one. What are chronic pain patients, patients that are in acute pain, what are they supposed to take? What are they supposed to take for a safer alternative? If they've tried everything, what what would be a safer alternative? I mean, stop and think about it. Uh, Cannabis hasn't killed anybody. Let these patients see if it works better than what they're taking from the pharmacy. That's what I tell them. 
thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Cannabis Conversations from Cannabis in Real Life. Learn more at CannabisIRL.com. Cannabis in Real Life. Real people, real stories, real life. I'm Dan Larkin. Thanks for joining me.